0: In America, an estimated 43.5 million persons are performing unpaid caregiving duties of some type on a regular basis. The economic value of their service in 2013 was estimated at some $470 billion. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. More often than not, when it comes to caregiving, personally, we do not choose to do it. It chooses us. And at the end of the day, caregiving can be the most important thing one could ever do. And one of the most important things a caregiver can do is to take care of yourself so you can effectively care for anyone else. On this edition, we'll gain additional insight on finding joy, resilience, and surviving our caregiving journey as we continue our conversation with certified gerontologist and caregiving expert Nadine roberts Cornish.
1: Yeah, loneliness and and isolation is one of the main challenges that caregivers tend to face, right?
0: Yeah, because they're doing it alone and with the person that they're caring for. Exactly,
1: yeah. And uh, support groups are one of the things that I absolutely advocate for and recommend to any caregiver that I talk to. Identify a support group in your area. uh, Find out when they meet. Uh, Some of them are doing online support groups now, so you don't have to physically go there, but you're able to participate over phone or on the computer via, uh, via video conferencing. But that support is tremendous. And I also encourage caregivers to remember that they had a life before they became a caregiver, and it really is imperative that they continue to live that life don't cut off those if you relationships you get somebody to come
0: over and see you absolutely while the person you're caring for may be sleeping or something.
1: yes exactly exactly so
0: so you don't lose touch don't with lose what else touch is going
1: on. and it's easy it's easy for that to happen i was a caregiver for 15 years for my mom, to my mom and so i know how easy it is that uh for that to happen but being intentional and deliberate about Hmm. My time. When's the last time I've had someone over? When's the last time I've made a point of going out? Right. Having someone come in, stay with my loved one while I take an afternoon off, go to my favorite movie house, uh, you know, or sit down and read a book. Or, you know, just do something in an environment where, for me, it's a botanical gardens here. I loved escaping to (laughs) botanical gardens, right? And so, whatever it is that, whatever that is for you, making sure that that's a part of your regular routine.
0: Speaking of regular routines, wellness for caregivers should be a regular routine as well. Mental rest, exercise. Exactly. And and, and the, I guess the person should write it down on the calendar to make sure they get it done.
1: I, I actually show people my color-coded can, uh, calendar to yeah. teach them that, you know, you can really schedule yourself on your calendar. That's really kind of important because mm-hmm. if you're not scheduling you on your calendar, nobody else is. Make you the priority in your life. Make sure that you are taking time to take care of yourself, nourish yourself, re-energize mm-hmm. yourself. You know, yeah, it's yeah. essential. It really, really is.
0: Yeah, because well, I'm sure a lot of people just think, well, I just have to take care of aunt such and such. And that shouldn't be too hard. And they find out it is because it the stresses add up.
1: The stresses add up. Uh, depression becomes a reality. Yeah. And those are things that are th- those are all ingredients for heart attack and stroke.
0: Is it a, um, easier to be a caregiver for a child than an adult?
1: Ah, uh, I can't answer that question. I Even when I think about it, that becomes so difficult because, you know, you think of a child, a child is supposed to be health, healthy and happy and not needing uh, consistent care or constant care, uh, uh, medical attention. And so mm-hmm. I have not had that experience. And my focus with caregivers are really on those who are caring for uh, typically a spouse or a, 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 an adult senior citizen in most instances.
0: You know, society tends to look at ladies like you, the women, mm-hmm. uh, being the caregivers for the social fabric. Mm-hmm. Um, men have a role in there, too, and they can do it. It's,
1: oh, without a doubt.
0: Something uh, something that if a gentleman is thinking about, he has to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. He needs to
0: contact other men to see how it goes or just know that, You won't be the only guy that's out there doing
1: it. No, statistically, actually, right now we've got almost uh, sixty million caregivers here in the United States, and forty percent of those caregivers are male. Sixty million caregivers. Sixty million caregivers, and And forty percent. Forty percent. Forty percent are male. Those are caregivers who are caring for their spouses, most of them, Mm -hmm. but many of them are caring for parents. Wow. They are truly the silent caregivers.
0: Well, guys, step up.
1: Exactly. There and they are stepping. Step right they up. are stepping up. That's yes. good.
0: That's good. You have legal and financial issues for being a caregiver, too. You know, <laughs> it's only so far you can go or you got to work with the family if you're caregiving an extended family. But your own family, mm-hmm. we don't think about a lot of the legal aspects.
1: And it's necessary. Getting those affairs in order. Uh, matter of fact, in my book, I have a chapter on affairs and order, and here in Colorado, I work with two amazing elder law attorneys and because it that piece is really, really important, even if you are caring for a loved one in your home you yeah. know twenty four seven and you're doing everything right um Actually, I really encourage caregivers to uh to actually make sure there's a contract in place. Between you and the person that you're caring for, even if it's a parent, even if it's a parent, even if it's a A contract, a a contract. And the necessity of that uh, is because it's important that you're compensated for your time. Now, if you financially don't need to be compensated, that's one thing. But if you're losing income. I was in my late 30s when I became my mother's caregiver. I was never financially compensated for that. But during that time frame, over that 15-year period, I certainly lost wages. I certainly lost the opportunity to advance in my career because my focus and my number one priority was caring for my mom. I also lost out on Social Security uh, 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 benefits that I would have been paying into had I been working a regular job. Uh. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Think about it like that. Absolutely.
1: Too. And so in some families, uh, there are contracts where the siblings pay the primary caregiver. Mm-hmm. So that person is compensated and is receiving some compensation for the really difficult job that they're doing. Mm. Right. And when we look at what the cost of care, if we hire a uh a caregiver to come into the home, Yeah. okay, and uh, the medium average, the medium hourly wage that you're paying is $20 if it's an independent caregiver. But if you're going through an agency, you're paying anywhere from $25 to $30 an hour.
0: Does this go back to determining if you have the skills or the knowledge or have access to the knowledge or resources to be a caregiver or not, if you want an external person coming in to give the care or you want to be the person to be the care.
1: Well, that's care. you know that's part of the process, right? We talked about the stage of processing where you're learning what you need to learn in terms of resources. You're determining whether or not you are that person. Mm-hmm. So if you're you know if you're heavily involved in your career and taking time off is just not an option for you. You can't afford to do it. In many instances, we've got sandwich generation where you're still raising kids of your own, and now Mm -hmm. you're having to take care of a parent or a spouse, right? And so it really depends on what your specific situation is. But again, part of the process and part of that gathering of information, learning what you don't know so that you can make an informed decision.
0: Okay, you're in the 21st century now. What role does... Technology. I don't know if, if if Facebook can help or or Instagram or something. All social, of it, believe it or not. Media.
1: Yeah, it's a it, it it's does a help. it's a valuable role. Absolutely. Because
0: you can learn things on it, or because you can post something for the you can participate that you're in support groups online. Lift them.
1: Yes, you can participate and support groups online there are several facebook support groups that mm-hmm. i were i feed into on a daily basis really? i offer advice i offer support i offer encouragement to caregivers that didn't exist just 15, you know what 15 years ago when i was taking care of my mom that oh, yeah. resource yeah. wasn't available wow. but now it's it's there it's a prevalent easily available resource
0: are we going to see more – do you think we're going to see more advancements in technology? So, that,
1: yeah, and, absolutely. Well, but if
0: we do, if we have too much technology going on, doesn't that take away the interpersonal component of Well, caregiving? let me
1: share you, with you some of the technology that my clients use. Okay. Um, technology to main, to to organize medications. Yeah, to keep up with appointments, to keep up with no, keep up with the notes that you need to to take on a regular basis as you're monitoring your loved one's care, so there are apps now that allow you to manage all of those things, all of those different types of things. Uh, also, the number of people that will need caregivers and the number of people available to actually serve as caregivers, technology is going to play a huge role in supporting. Uh, there are, are there's already available now robots that will remind you to take your medication. Uh, technology- robots? Robots. Yeah, there are there are already. Damn, I
0: got I got a robotic caregiver here <laughs> standing there <laughs> like you <Robbie> from, <laughs> from Lost in Space. It is time to take it your is time medication. to take your
1: medication. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, there are there are actually di- medical dispensers now that will remind you. So it's not literally a robot bringing you the medication, even though they're working on that now. But there are dispensers that will remind you that it's time to take your medicine. It will dispense the doses that's needed at that particular time. It will tell you if you haven't taken your medication. And it will notify your primary caregiver that you haven't taken your medication.
0: It'll tell on
1: you. It'll tell on you, yes. (laughs) So it's an accountability partner, is yeah, what it is. So yeah. I think that technology has a really important role as um, as the need for caregivers expands, and that is absolutely happening at the with um, with seniors aging at the rate of ten thousand turning sixty five every single day, and that's been happening now for I think the past eight years. Yeah, and it's going to continue until twenty thirty. Wow. Yeah, for the first time when mm-hmm. uh, when twenty thirty hits. It will be the first time, in the history of man, that we have more senior citizens over the age of sixty-five than we have children between the ages of one and five.
0: Yeah, but you know, sixty-five is the new forty-five these days. Oh you know? yeah,
1: absolutely, you absolutely. That, at least
0: that's what they're saying. But,
1: so, and that's yeah. only if you've taken care of yourself, right? Uh, there are many sixty-five-year-olds that are absolutely exactly what you say, you know. Mm -hmm. But they took care of themselves prior to turning 65. Yeah, And unfortunately, we have a lot of seniors who who didn't. You know, their priority was not Mm self-care. Their priority was not their diet, nutrition, and uh, physical activity. And those are just those very, very basic things that we have to be committed to to have a chance at having the quality of life that we want to have as we age.
0: Mm -hmm. One of the uh, the, uh, director of... um Age friendly Fort Collins was saying he was seeing one of the challenges of the future is not having enough caregivers for the uh, aging boomer population.
1: That's a fact. It's a challenge happening around the country. Yeah. And so the uh, my first uh, recommendation well, is We didn't really, have enough kids. <laughs> we didn't have enough kids. Remember we stopped, you know. My my parents are let me I can talk about my mother. Yeah. My father was an only child. Mm-hmm. My mother was one of 13 siblings. Wow. Right. They had six children because my father, having been an only child, wanted a big family. Yeah. I, on the other hand, I've had one child and okay. my siblings have had. I think the max any of them have had. Well, I've got one brother who has four. Yeah. But on average, it's two. And it's because families are smaller,
0: then the opportunities for family caregiving become restricted or less, and so we have to start looking outside and at other options to get it done.
1: Exactly. Wow. Right? And now we're limiting immigration, so that's going to pose yet another problem. Mm
0: -hmm. So after you've been a caregiver, what happens when your role is ended?
1: Some people throw a party. (laughs) <laughs> so They're so happy. They're so relieved. Right. It
0: sounds like a divorce party or something that's going on. <laughs> yeah. Maybe- and, you know, really? and,
1: and some people, yeah, because it's a celebration. They've felt, you know, when you have given all that you have to give to ensure that your loved one has a quality of life and the quality of care. Mm-hmm. uh throughout the final stages of their life, that really is something to celebrate. Yeah. Because it's a beautiful thing to know that you were able to be that, in, that instrumental. Mm-hmm. And then from a spiritual perspective, we talk about the soul-to-soul connection that happens as one, uh, as one soul prepares to leave. And for you to be that designated soul, to support that person on that journey, that's an honor.
0: Ms Nadine Roberts Cornish, a heartfelt appreciation to her for sharing the key insights we need to support our caregiving duties. Her book is Tears and My Gumbo, the caregiver's recipe for resilience. She can be reached for support online at tcgcares.com. That's tcgcares.com. I'm Adam Morgan, do keep in touch. Stay on your game and many, many thanks to you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.